listening to Your Last Ride. Featuring the creators of Bad Batch. Your Last Ride is a That's Right Worldwide production. In this podcast, you'll be a fly on the wall in the writer's room for season two of Bad Batch. The audio show. We'll be outlining, writing, and recording each episode in real time. So, sit back, take a hit of this medical-grade PCP, and buckle up. Because it's going to be one long, bumpy, fucked-up ride. Hey, guys. Sorry for the hiatus. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> Why don't you tell them, brother, what we're going to be doing today? Oh, you're probably wondering what happened to us after our little, uh, audio story. Right. Which, by the way, you should stream right now. It's called Bad Badge. After this story took place, eh, uh, brother and I went on a little road trip along Route 66. <laughs> I documented it in a travel log. Oh my god, Braves. I didn't know you were so artistic. Yeah. Oh, I always knew you were autistic, yeah. but I didn't know you were artistic. Yeah. That's all. Right. So anyway, I wrote about seven travel log entries, one for each day to watch it. Right. And I'm going to start with travel log number one, which documents day number one. This is what happened. Our good friend and dust dealer, yeah. his name was Zoda. Right. But he got taken out by a bad batch. Right. An explosion in his encampment. His tent wasn't properly ventilated. Right. And the tarp blew up, and all his shit flew everywhere. Yeah. It was awful. There was nothing left of him but teeth. Right. That's Tripod's brother we're talking about. Right. And so Zoda, there was one wish. He wanted to be... Well, tell him, brother. What did Zoda want? Zoda had a will. And in that will... His wish was to have his ashes scattered under the greatest bridge of them all. The Golden Gate Bridge. Right. He saw two that his best fucking friends in the whole wide world. Me and Will Bright here. That's right. We take his ashes and drive them out from the Midwest out to sunny California. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what the travel log documents. Yeah. Right. And we met some wily characters on the way. Right. I don't remember what. Well, let's just get into it. Right. So we'll start with travelogue entry number one. Yeah. Location, Chicago. But wait, can you pull it up? I can't see it. And I, I want to be able to follow along. Mm, yeah. Reliving. No. No. I, I need to know. I need to know where it is. I'm going to read it out loud. God damn. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get my cheaters anyway. I need to get my reading glasses. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I got my reading glasses now. Shut the fuck up. All right, are you ready? Yeah, <sighs> I'm ready. All right, Traveler, day one. Location, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Dear Traveler, it was a sad day today. Brother, baby, and I picked up Zoda's ashes from Tripod. <laughs> Since Tripod and Zoda's Eight kids do not own a car or even have enough dough for a fucking bus fare to travel to California. Brother and I happily volunteered to transport our old friend Zoda and his ashes and to scatter them for the family. Hence the road trip on Route 66. Fuck. Yeah, I can't believe that it's already been three months since Zoda was blown into a million fucking pieces after his careless handling of highly hazardous chemicals and unsafe manufacturing methods of PCP 
generated a massive fucking explosion inside his old and much coveted four-person tent homestead. Yeah, you remember that homestead, brother? I remember that homestead. Wait, let me let's talk about that homestead for a second. Yeah. You remember, he used to, he took all of the syringes that he'd find on the ground and he'd use them to fertilize his crops. That's right. He was a trailblazer. He was. That's right. Zona had a four-person team. And I'll tell you what, you remember it, it was in his back, it was in the back of the encampment. And when you walked in, it was like a, it was like the fucking Ritz-Carlton, right? Right. I remember the first time. He made me take my shoes off. Yeah. And I went into his tent. And he had a rug. I remember that. He had a beanbag chair. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he had a corner lot in the back. Yeah. Do you remember if he had a TV in there, brother? Yeah. And he had Christmas lights. It was all crazy. I remember he used to have the local children come into his tent. Oh, yeah. And they'd all smoke PCP, but... Was, it was where they would get hooked for the first time. Right. It was so beautiful. It was. Right. But remember, he had to, he had the disco ball. Oh, my God. How could I forget the fucking disco ball, babe? Fucking Zoda. My God. Oh, my God. What are you, he had like a fucking California king in that fucking thing, too. Right. Right. All right. Now, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. When I first heard the news of Zoya's untimely passing. I remember my brother and I had just reunited. <laughs> After a dining dash at Plain of Hollywood, we decided to drive my car to buy some PCP. You know, to get our creative juices flowing, to write our memoir together. If the audience here had listened to Bad Batch episode one, they would know what I'm talking about, what I'm referencing right here. <laughs> and let me move on. I can't believe that. I just, I wrote three, I wrote three cohesive paragraphs, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of you. I know. Yeah, it was pretty good. Shut up. No. I mean, come on. You couldn't do that. Shut the fuck up and read the fucking rest of the travelogue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Here I am. At the time, I thought brother and I was on our way to buy PCP from our trusty old Illinois PCP plug. Named Zoda. But when I asked my little brother who he was buying the demon dust from, he said the words that rocked my cock to its rotten core. He said, Zoda's dead. Bad batch got him. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Shut up. What the fuck is that? Shut the fucking thing the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. What was that? What the fuck was that? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, in that moment, when my brother said Bad Batch got him, in that moment, my heart, it just fucking shattered. It exploded into a million pieces. Much like Zoda did. He was blown into fucking smithereens from that PCP explosion. That's right. All the good memories of Zoda came flooding back via head pictures. Do you guys have that? Yeah, I feel like those yuppie fucks call them something else, but I get the head pictures. Yeah. And sometimes I get multiple of them. And it's like those books that you can flip through. Oh, yeah. And they move a little bit. Most of them, in my mind, are just like toothpick drawings. Oh, right. With stick figures. And 
Sometimes I can make out the faces. But most of the times I just see sticks. Anyway. So, where was that? Here, here, here I am. So, all the good memories of Zelda came flooding back via head pictures. Like, for example, when Zelda had the tech community's rabid guard raccoon bite him on the jugular vein to infect him just so he could run up and down Michigan Avenue foaming at the mouth, biting all the rich yuppie tourist fucks who were trying to enjoy their day. All as a joke. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was so funny, but you remember that raccoon? Yeah. I have head pictures coming back to me of you behind the raccoon. Nah. What were you doing to that raccoon? Uh, we'll get to that some other time, but I will say that I did have some, uh, I did have a relationship with the raccoon. And I will not state any more than that. Do what you will with your imagination. It sounds like you're, wait, you're leading pretty fucking hard there. Why? What am I leading? I just said that I had a relationship with the raccoon. What kind of fucking relationship do you have with that raccoon? Why? Why does it matter? It was a relationship. No, it's platonic, not platonic. Who the fuck cares? Wait. Those are two completely opposite things. If something is platonic, if you had a platonic relationship with a raccoon, then I don't think that we need to go any further. Why? You're saying a platonic relationship with a raccoon isn't worth delving into? Well, it's just, it's interesting, but it's not worth writing a headline about. Were you fucking that raccoon, buddy? No! I don't kiss and tell. I'll just say that love is love, buddy. Platonic love or sexual love. Wait. It's a love. Those are two different things, right? I don't see the difference. All right, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, so Zoda one time had the, the raccoon uh, 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 bite him on the jugular vein just to infect him as a joke. And uh, and then Zoda would run. He would run up and down Michigan Avenue biting the fucking yuppies. So funny, right? I remember that was the type of guy Zoda was. He used to do anything for a laugh. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, did he get those laughs. Yeah. All the families and shit trying to fucking, you know, sightsee on Michigan Avenue. He fucking ruined their day, right? That's right. And he'd always, he'd run up to the, he'd run for the children first because he'd be able to bite their necks. <laughs> that was funny, right? That was funny. He was, he was, he was a hoot. Okay, anyway, anyway. Hold on, hold on, though. Didn't he bite a baby one time? Oh, yeah, he ate that baby one time. Oh, yeah, that's when it went too far. I don't know if we should get into that. He did eat the baby. Yeah, yeah, Zoda did eat the baby. Here we go. Let me continue with my trap law. Entry number one. More memories of the great, late prankster, our old PCP plug, Zoda. Here we go. I remembered when Zoda... Brother and I would forcibly enter the Willis Tower. At the time, it was called the Sears Tower. Yeah. We'd forcibly enter the Willis Tower roof. We would throw fucking rocks and pennies off of it as a fucking joke. Yeah. But one time, Zoda had the genius idea to evacuate his bowels off the roof's edge. He told Brother and I to wait on the ground. So we did. And all of a sudden... We see this heaping brown mass of a beer sheet hurtling down off the top of the Willis Tower at fucking high velocity, man. And fucking bullseye. 
by some God-given miracle, the shit struck some yuppie douchebag strolling about right in front of brother and I on the ground. Square on the head and killed the fuck instantly. He did. Zoda's sphincter, I tell you, Zoda's sphincter must have cut one sharp fucking turd. Because it ripped right through that yuppie fuck skull. I guess you could say the guy had shit for brains. <laughs> that was a joke. I like to tell Zoda. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. It would get Zoda rolling on the floor. It would. I do remember that, though, that we were standing there and we were like, what is that? We thought maybe he had thrown something. I don't know. He was always carrying sludge in his pockets. Yes. But when we found out, when we, I mean, once it was about 10 feet overhead, you could smell it. The smell engulfed you. And then the next thing I knew, the turd blasted through that kid's skull. It was so funny. <laughs> oh God! I'll tell you though, I heard uh he couldn't have an open casket, and his family was fucking pissed about that. His his fucking head was just fucking obliterated. Well, I think that probably what everyone else was really upset about maybe the death, maybe the death was still okay. They would have still been on board, <laughs> but I think that probably what they didn't like was the sound of the turd. Just cracking the skull apart and then exploding it downward. Like, because you have to think about how it happened. And this is part of what made it so funny is that he got hit on the top of the head. And so his entire skull caved inward and burst outward. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I'm just like reliving it right now. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that was was pretty funny. I, I think people took it too seriously at the time. It was pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. People did. You know, people don't have a fucking sense of humor. So fucking why he killed the guy? Who the fuck cares? He got killed by a fucking turd that came hurtling down off the top of the fucking Willis Tower. I mean, goddamn. That's fucking serious. Anyway. Here's another memory of Zoda. Um, here we go. Here we go. I remember the time. Zoda surprised brother and I with tickets to the sold-out Corpse Cock concert. Which is Brother and I's favorite band. I also remember that night vividly because that was the night Zoda admitted to Brother and I that he was QAnon. Yeah, he was Q. Really? Corpse Cock. I wonder what those guys are up to. Oh my God. If you guys haven't heard the band fucking Corpse Cock, look them up right fucking now. Their fucking album, Necrophilic Tendencies, was a fucking game changer. I thought you didn't like that name. Well, I didn't like the name, but I mean, the fucking album was good. Yeah, that's true. I guess when I think about Corpse Cock, yes. I think about the riot. The riot? What? The riot at the concert? A lot of good people died at that riot. Really? Anyway, Corpse Cock is an American horrorcore cyber screamo outfit from an undisclosed location. Yeah. The band allegedly formed in 2003, shortly after frontman and lead vocalist Lawrence Lucifer Munson was fired from his part-time retail job at Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. In an act of solidarity, fellow Hot Topic employees Darnell Cryptocurrency Daniels, lead guitar, horrific Horace Lee, rhythm guitar. Really? Edible Hex, percussion, Brenda Hag Becker, electric bass, and Edward Murphy, 
upright base. They all staged a mass walkout on the anniversary of the Columbine shooting. The emo goth retail giant's busiest day of the year. Hot topic, we're saying. The joke there is that hot topic's busiest day of the year is the anniversary of Columbine. If you have to explain the joke, then it's not a joke, right? That's not true. Yeah, Corpse Cock found early success with their hit single, Fuck You, Dad. They took the early internet by storm. Three months later, the band released their first LP, Closed Casket, to rave reviews. Shortly after its release, Corpse Cock was signed to the International Grave Robbers Association's record label, Unearthed Records, which has released 10 of their 12 studio albums. <laughs> their 13th album, Necrophilic Tendencies, was originally slated to be released in late 2023, but it has since been put on hiatus due to fraudulent business practices conducted by the band's frontman. Allegations claim Lucifer had faked a stage three pancreatic cancer diagnosis in order to sell phony tickets to a non-existent international corpse cock tour. Oh, yeah. Anyway, back to the action. Nah, that was a little background on uh, corpse cock. If anyone's interested in listening to corpse cock, I'll just list some of their title albums, you know, are worth listening to. School Shooter was a good album. What else? Botch Lobotomy. Dreams of Dahmer. Hate Thy Father. Oh, yeah. Sodomy at the Carnival. That one's fucking phenomenal. Sodomy at the Carnival. That one's my favorite. Let's see. What do they got here? Um, Penal Injection. That was a good one. They're, that's a part of their discography right there. So... Uh, yeah, if you're interested in some good music, Corpse Cock is where it's at. School Shooter, though, that's a good album. So anyway, yeah, uh, Zoda, he got us the the tickets to go see the sold-out Corpse Cock concert. It was a big surprise. And and then he admitted to Brother and I that, you know, he was QAnon. Right. Those were much simpler times. That was before Brother and I saved the world from Levi's global domination. That was even before Brother and I became the subjects of a nationwide manhunt. Shit. Now that I think about it. It was a car ride by PCP. That was the fucking cause of the whole heaping shitstorm of a disastrous event that my brother and I had gotten ourselves into over the past few months. Nevertheless, my brother and I grew closer during this time than we ever had in our entire lives. Oh my god. Oh my God! But you wrote about me in that way in the in your in your in your diary. I did, right? I did. Oh my fucking God, brother! That is so cute and sweet. I'm very vulnerable throughout the entirety of this travelogue. <sighs> if it wasn't for that car ride by PCP, brother and I. Wouldn't have the close relationship that we do now. So in a way, Zoda brought brother and I together. Zoda was a good man. A family man. He was just trying to make an honest living. Cooking PCP under a bridge in this fucked up world. So that he could provide for his eight children. And his invalid brother slash PCP sous chef. In Zoda's will, he specifically stated that if and when. He were to croak due to a PCP lab explosion that his remains be scattered under the most famous bridge of them all, 
the Golden Gate Bridge in sunny California. I'm so excited because baby will experience many firsts on this road trip. Like today, we all went to the Willis Tower Sky Deck. Some petrified employee even took a picture of us there. Baby even had their first fine dining experience at Michael Jordan's restaurant. Which reminded me of the time Zoda had just watched that movie Space Jam. Remember that one? And he actually fucking tried to take Michael Jordan's talent from him at a meet and greet back in the fucking late, I don't know, late 90s, whatever. And he tried to take Michael Jordan's talent from him via special talent-taking basketball that Zoda claimed was gifted to him by aliens when he was abducted by aliens, that is. Yeah, damn. What a fucking idiot. Fuck. I miss you, Zoda. Anyway, that's the end of travelogue number one. Wait. That's it. That's how you that's how you ended it? Well, it's just the first entry. There's more, but yeah, I fucking Oh, it's that's so sweet. I actually remembered. What? I'm just thinking about this when Zoda, you know, watched Space Jam and then tried to take Michael Jordan's talent from him. Oh yeah. What did he do? You you were threatening him with something. You were threatening Michael Jordan because you showed up. You were high as hell on PCP. Right. And then Zoda was trying to get him to hold that basketball oh, right. that the aliens gave him. Right. But you, you were, you, you kept threatening him. Who, Michael? Yeah, you were threatening him. You said, you said something about. Well, I was telling him to put his fucking hand on the basketball so he could steal his fucking talent. Otherwise, I'd cut his cock off. I said, Michael. Put your hand on that fucking basketball right fucking now. Because my friend here and I are going to get fucking rich from your talent. Which is basketball is going to steal from you. And if you don't, then I'm going to fucking cut your caca clean off. And yeah, uh, that's what I remember. Wow, Brady. I tell you what. I was half expecting this to be the most illiterate fucking horse shit travelogue. Right. But I tell you what, Brady. What? You're actually pretty talented. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it brought back some memories that I didn't even remember. Yeah. It was nice to remember soda. But also, I'm excited, brother. I'm excited to hear the rest of the travelogue, because how many of these entries did you make? There's seven total entries, brother. One for each day of the road trip. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to relive some of this. We should meet again next week, and you can read the second one to me. I would like nothing else, brother, than to do that. So it's settled then. Right. That's right. Right. So the podcast is going to be me reading the traveler. Okay. I'm fine with that. Because then I get to be the star of the show. Yeah, you get to be the star of the show. That's fine. Since, you know, I was the star of the show in Bay Badge. No, you weren't. I was. I was. Because if you were, yeah, because if you were, then you wouldn't be so excited about getting to be the star of the show this time. That's not true. Well, then explain it to me. I was the star then, and I'm the star now. I'm just as excited now as I was then. No, you weren't. Yeah, I am. No, you weren't. Let the audience decide who the star is. They're all going to say Big Ray. No one's going to say Big Ray, Ray. Anyway, agree to disagree. Ray. 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 Your last 
That's Right is a That's Right Worldwide production featuring Nick Ficklietta and Alex Sagona. If you found your way here without first listening to Season 1 of Bad Batch, it's streaming on all major podcast platforms. Stay up to date with all the other fucked up shit we're working on by subscribing to our free newsletter. Right. Available at www.thatsrightworldwide.com. See you over there, bozo. Right.